This is Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier podcast, First Take. This story is called Claremont History for Sale. Real estate agents can toss around the phrase one of a kind, but salesmanship can lean toward hyperbole, and sometimes it's a stretch. But in the instance of the property at 2373 North Indian Hill Boulevard, the product lives up to the billing. The six-bedroom, five-bath, 2,797-square-foot home, built in 1912, is on the market at $1.4 million for the first time since 1969. And though it's unique, and some might argue historic, it's not clear what may become of the 109-year-old Grove House. It's a beautiful relic, to be sure, but one with ancient electrical and heating systems, no central air, limited closet space, original windows, and limited insulation. And the 0.2-acre lot is large enough to build a few modern condos or even, perhaps, two single-family homes. So, it's possible this piece of Claremont history could very well be nearing the end of its natural life. But it's not just a house, said its 91-year-old owner, John Schwartz. It's where he and his wife, Margretha, raised their three sons, who roamed the surrounding lemon groves on foot and horseback. The family kept chickens, goats, and a multitude of dogs. The Schwartz boys experienced a throwback rural childhood on land, now chock-a-block with track homes. And it's where the family hosted scores of relatives from their homeland of Sweden. The Rambling Grove house is imbued with more than 50 years of memories, as well as being one of the last standing vestiges of a pastoral North Claremont that was, for the better part of a century, dominated by citrus groves. The plan was to stay in the home forever, but life has a way of altering our plans. Schwartz was 26 when he left Sweden for America. I had been here as a crewman on ships, and I had come to America's West Coast and visited uh, relatives of my dad's that lived in Hollywood. And every time we came to San Pedro, with my ship, I took a few days off and went to see those people, and I rode the red car up to Hollywood, and I had the greatest time. 1950, California was the promised land. The only bad thing was the smog. He returned to Sweden, where he was conscripted into the country's navy. He then met Margretha Osterberg, They were married and had two children. Still, he dreamed of returning to California. But Margretha, who spoke little English and hadn't yet traveled outside of Europe, didn't share his zeal. The tipping point came after her sister returned from America, where she had been working as an au pair. Her sister was here as au pair and came back to Sweden with a Sears and Roebuck catalog. And my wife started looking through Sears and Roebuck catalog and she says, yeah, maybe it's time we go there. And she she was not a socialist, and so I wasn't either. We, we, we liked free enterprise systems. So finally she relented and said, yeah, let's go. In 1956, he arrived in America alone. On the recommendation of a family friend, George Dennis, who founded the Claremont Symphony Orchestra, he came to the Claremont area where Dennis said jobs were abundant. The family was soon reunited in the U.S., and after a few years, purchased a small home in Pomona. 
It was about this time they met the Delmans, who would become lifetime friends and benefactors, and whose son, Craig Delman, is the listing agent for the Schwartz's 2373 North Indian Boulevard house. Schwartz, a stranger with a Swedish accent, had always hustled for work. The Delmans got him a job with a friend who was a manager with the then-ubiquitous Fuller Brush Company, and he ended up spending six years as a Fuller Brush man. It was a great experience. I had learned how to conduct myself and speak good English, and I learned about America and how America, what American people were about, you know. Their third son, Eric, arrived around this time, joining his Swedish-born older siblings, Mike and Chris. While Schwartz was learning the ways of his new country via his door-to-door education, Margretha and a friend opened the art cellar in the Griswold Shopping Center. Later, she went to work for B. Wasserman Company, selling furniture in Los Angeles. So I was left alone there with the art cellar, and I set up a frame shop and made picture frames. And that's what brought the money in, because selling art, well, it was slow. You know, I paid the rent, but that was about it. By the mid-1960s, the Schwartz family was well-established in America. Margretha was attending night school at Woodbury College in L.A., where she would eventually earn an interior design degree. As the decade rolled on, they decided they needed more space. In 1969, they found the house at 2373 North Indian Hill. Though Schwartz said the price tag... $38,000, was high for the era. The original one-bedroom, all-redwood house, built in 1912 on 120 acres of lemon groves, was first sold by the Naftel family ranch. The parcel eventually became five acres, and by the time the Schwartz family moved in, one acre. The original structure was enlarged several times prior to the Schwartz purchase. It was not actually in Claremont when they bought it, Schwartz said, but part of unincorporated Los Angeles County just as some areas of Live Oak Canyon remain today. In 1969, it was the northernmost house on Indian Hill Boulevard, Schwartz said. It had good bones, but it was run down and needed work. It was on a cesspool system that backed up frequently. The kitchen had a sulfur refrigerator with a compressor in the basement, but it also had charming original features like hardwood floors and a phone booth in the hallway. The gravity heating system, likely installed in the 1920s, was the state of the art at the time. Some of its fine control components were imported from pre-World War II era Germany and bear the then unsullied mark of the swastika. From the start, the home required copious maintenance and updating. My wife, that was her whole life, that house, to fix it up so it was up-to-date, everything. La Puerta Middle School which was demolished in 2018 after sitting dormant for decades, had just opened. Chaparral Elementary, where Schwartz and his wife installed the large entrance sign designed by Rufus Turner that remains there today, was also new. The creative couple also built the Turner-designed Welcome to Claremont sign at Foothill and Mountain Avenue. The Schwartz boys attended both schools, sometimes riding their horses through the groves when they were running late. They also rode in Claremont's 4th of July parade in the early 1970s. The family put in a swimming pool in the early 70s. They kept horses, donkeys, goats, and chickens, and a succession of dogs. Foxtails grew wild across the surrounding groves and open fields, undulating in the wind. 
the three young boys would ride horses throughout the groves and on the fire roads in the hills to the north. Houses had been springing up to the south of the Schwartz's property when the family moved in. By 1973, new tracks started rising to the north, signaling the end of the Schwartz's keeping horses. As his new neighbors began complaining to the city about the flies that were drawn to the stables. Chris and Mike eventually left the nest. Eric married in 1977 and moved out on his own as well. But the nest wasn't quite empty. We always had people come and visit and stay. We had plenty of room, you know. They didn't travel much in later years, preferring the well-worn, familiar comforts of home. The Wasserman Furniture business, in which Margretha had risen to partner, closed down, and Schwartz took a job as a handyman for Powell's Hardware in the village. He also did occasional work for the Claremont Unified School District. I made friends with so many people in Claremont back then. Most of them are dead now. I'm an old relic myself. It was a nice life. The couple's sons were mostly close by. Their beloved home continued to be a source of both comfort and toil, and they liked it that way. They existed quite happily for five decades with a nearly century-old knob-and-tub electrical system and without most of the comforts that would arrive in the 1970s. Big closets, double-pane windows, or, most importantly, in the era of extreme temperatures related to climate change, central air conditioning. For us, it was just perfect the way it was. Then, in the mid-2000s, Margretha began to get sick. She still maintained the house, taking care of the 40 or so trees on the property, raking pine needles, watering, and trimming all manner of flora, and managing the pool. About 10 years ago, she began showing signs of dementia, which worsened over time. Just about a month before she died, she moved into a care home the family owned in Upland, where she was, somewhat begrudgingly, able to get the help she needed. She had said, I would never leave this house. She died in August at age 89. Schwartz's health at 91 isn't what it once was. He has back issues. He recently fell and broke his hip, which put an end to his daily constitutional of 10 laps around the perimeter of the Indian Hill House's large pool. So when, when she died, I knew we'd have to sell the house because we couldn't keep it up anymore and uh, I couldn't do any work. Schwartz, his son Eric and grandson Eric Jr., moved into another comparatively modern home the family owned in Upland. It offers easy mobility with no stairs and modern conveniences like air conditioning. He's grateful to have it, but it's not home. Sad to leave, but it's just the way it has to be. Yeah. The family has spent the last few weeks cleaning out the Indian Hill house in anticipation of putting it on the market. There is talk about the possibility, some say a strong possibility, the house will be demolished, and on the relatively large 0.82-acre parcel will rise multiple single-family homes or condominiums. The room goes melancholy when this subject is broached. That's the way life is. That's how everything is. It's not like anything used to be what it was. The family's hope is the person who buys the Indian Hill property will restore and update the tired but soulful 109-year-old house. At the beginning of our 90-minute chat, 
Schwartz said he wasn't feeling sentimental about passing it on to a new owner. I don't know why I don't. Uh, before we moved over here, I felt like that. But now, when it's in the past, I, I don't know why I don't anymore. But after more than an hour spent recalling his family's five decades there and his beloved Margretha, he had softened. I, yeah, it, it would be sad. It, I, I would be sad if they tore it down. I think I, we would all be pretty sad. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, it would be. The listing with detailed photos is at Zillow.com. Search up 2373 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont. This has been Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier Podcast First Take. Thanks for listening.